Welcome to the Shannon Plan. This is episode 31. I am joined by Rob Guerrera, my new host. Rob, <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? I appreciate the uh, pinch hitting at bat here for, for Akash. Yeah, you have, you are, we're, we're putting you in the, in the game. It is the eighth inning, and all we need you to do is make contact. So uh, no pressure at all. So Rob, uh, 49ers, they did not sleep on Wednesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever, however you want to phrase it. So Trent Williams signed. Also, Alex Mack signed for now. The Athletics' Matt Barrows reported that the deal is not yet done. They are still working out some wrinkles, but it appears that both sides will come to a deal. But we have to talk about Trent Williams because holy cow, he got paid. And naturally, people are going to be upset with the amount of money that he received. Trent Williams is averaging $23 million and $10,000 because that $10,000 is very important because he wanted to be the highest paid offensive lineman of all time to beat David Bakhtiari from the Patriots or from the Patriots from the Packers and he did that also the the deal in total 6 years 138 million 55 of that guaranteed 30 million at the signing woo get paid and I love it I I am all for players getting paid uh the top dollar Again, a lot of people will be upset because they paid a 33, 32-year-old offensive lineman that much money. But he is also one of the best players in the NFL. So um, I'm not sure what the holdup is. What was your initial reaction when you saw the dollar amount? Um, I wasn't surprised because it's Trent always struck me as a guy that recognized how good he was and recognized he's got leverage in this situation as a free agent. And I think that when you have those two things, you get a guy that's going to sign a massive deal like that. By the way, you mentioned the the 10 grand more than Bakhtiari made. He actually noticed that. And on Twitter, he sent out a tweet at Trent Williams. You're petty as f- congrats on the deal and history. Silverback, very deserving, excited to see you continue to do great things. So he noticed that his deal is now the second highest thanks to that little $10,000 you mentioned. Uh, but good for Trent. Like, if you're not going to pay this guy, who are you going to pay? He's the right. best at his position in the league, or one or two maybe. Like, why wouldn't you pay him? So we do these preseason rankings where we're ranking players, and based off what I saw in training camp, Trent Williams was the best player on the 49ers. That includes George Kittle. That includes Nick Bosa. So he was making Nick Bosa look like an average player. Last training camp, when Bosa was a rookie, he was making Joe Staley look like an average player. So just to go from Staley to Williams and somehow upgrade at the position is insane. And when you also factor in Trent Williams did not play in 2019. And it wasn't because of just something random. Like, it was because of cancer. Like, he was fighting something. So that was just amazing that Trent Williams played at the level that he did. Albert Breer said that Trent Williams' deal is expected to average right around $20 million over the first three years and right around $20 million over the uh, first four years with bigger numbers on the back end. So um, it's it's probably like a three- or four-year deal once the contract details will, be, will come out. So um, just hats off to him. Congrats to the 49ers for not letting him go, especially to the Chiefs, because that would have been very tough to swallow. We could have had some good content, though. 49ers lose last minute to the Chiefs, but don't have to <laughs> worry about that. Um, yeah, man. What, what do you what do you think? Here, here's what I say. 
if the 49ers did not retain Trent Williams, rebuild part two. Would you agree with that? Man. Yeah, maybe because here's the thing. Now that Trent Williams is signed, you have options in the draft. You don't have to take a tackle at 12 this year. I feel like that opens the door for a lot of other things, whether they want to go, if they want to go quarterback, they can go quarterback. If they want to use that in a trade, they could do that. Like they have flexibility now, which I feel like, especially going into a draft, that's what you want because you don't know who's going to fall to you. Maybe some crazy thing happens and you get a dude that you never expected. Well, now you can take that person because you don't have to worry about your left tackle spot. And, and don't worry that it's a six-year deal. Like, forget that. Every contract in the NFL is a four-year contract, pretty much. Like, the way the salary works out and all that stuff. Like, don't worry about that. And by the way, it's not your money either. What are you so worried about? They're paying <laughs> right. money. It's Jed's money. Don't worry. That is, yeah, that's that'll never stop being hilarious because fans w- cannot wait to talk about somebody else's pockets. We don't have to worry about that. Let's just talk about what happens on the field and be happy for guys when they get paid. So speaking of Trent Williams and his contract, Kyle Matson, Niners Wire, great follow, hilarious dude, said that this feels like, based on Trent Williams' six-year, $138 million deal, this feels like we're going to have a QB on a rookie contract soon. Do you feel like that what Trent Williams' deal does affects Jimmy Garoppolo in any sort? Because, again, they don't have to restructure his deal because all of the other um, restructures and m- money that they've created. So what do you, what do you think about that? that uh, what Kyle said? I hope he's right. I hope that that's the route <laughs> that they go, to be honest with you. Um, it just seems weird to me. I don't know of how many t- – like, the Chiefs have already restructured Patrick Mahomes' deal. Like, he just signed it, and that's Patrick Mahomes. How many teams have quarterbacks whose deals that they don't actually have to restructure to work things out in the salary cap one way or another? And usually it's not a big deal because you know you're keeping that guy around. Well, with right. the 49ers, they don't know it, and so they lose that sort of asset. They lose the ability to restructure that and gain that extra cap room. That seems weird to me. They're paying for the privilege of flexibility – and when you love your quarterback, you don't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw Tom Brady do it every season. Just this past couple of days, Jalen Ramsey did it for the Rams. Uh, Zadarius Smith just did it with the Packers because those two teams know that those two players are going to be around for a long time. And in this situation, it wouldn't make sense for the 49ers to guarantee more money or guarantee the future of a player who they don't know if he's going to be around at all. So um, the quarterback whirlwinds will continue. Nobody knows what is going to happen. Speaking of nobody knows what's going to happen, the Houston Chronicles, John McCain, who is McLean, sorry, who is as tight in as anybody, basically works for the Texans, but he's not a team shill, which is nice. <laughs> um, he said on Wednesday morning, the Texans haven't said they are not trading Watson since January. I expect him to be traded. McLean in January was telling people, I would bet you, he, he went on KNBR and said, I bet you $10,000 that Watson will not be traded. A lot has changed in two months and a lot can change in another month and a half or so when the NFL draft comes around. So we're back on the Watson rumors just when you thought you were out of the woods. Uh, what do you think happens here, man? Do you think that the 49ers, they're, they're obviously going to be interested and there was a, there's been reports saying that from a couple of different people saying that, you know, Watson would like to play for the 49ers or even prefers to play for the 49ers. I don't know if that would be the, the smart thing to do from a leverage standpoint, but 
I mean, if he says, if he comes out and says, I want to play for the 49ers and you're John Lynch, you push all of your chips in the middle and go make that happen. What do you think about uh, just Watson and what McLean said in general? Uh, I have always been on the great players that demand trades, get traded, train. Like that is where I am. There's only one player I can ever remember that demanded a trade that didn't get traded that was a superstar, and that was Kobe from the Lakers back in the day. Everybody else gets traded, no matter how good they are, they get moved because you can't have superstars on your team that aren't all in. And I know the beat writers like to shoot it down early and tell us we're stupid for thinking about it. That's always how it goes. And then ultimately the guy gets moved. So I think Watson is going to get traded. I don't know if the Niners are going to be able to pull it off. There was a report today that the that from uh, Joe Person in The Athletic that Deshaun Watson is the Panthers' plan A, B, and C, and that Tepper, <laughs> the owner, is all in on it. And when the owner is all in, that's when stuff gets done because there's never a, well, we're going to give up too much to get him. Like, the owner gets what the owner wants. And so if the Niners are going to win that sweepstakes, they're going to have to – it's going to be painful. It's going to be Kittle and Picks and probably Warner or Bosa to get that deal done to beat a a Carolina Panthers team that's all in but can only trade four first-round picks and I think doesn't have the high-end talent that the 49ers have on their roster to win that deal. Yeah, that's Carolina's just going back home for Watson. So I could that makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons for Carolina to make that move. That would also take a team out of the st- uh, out of the running for the draft, which the Dolphins have already committed to another quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, and they have Tua, so that probably takes them out. And then we'll see what happens with Philadelphia, but the 49ers, it feels like they're going to be rewarded for their patience, whether that's landing Watson, whether that – I mean, they could also keep Jimmy and then land a quarterback, trade up for a quarterback. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it it seems like not acquiring Stafford was the, the correct move at this point anyway. Um, let's talk about Marquise Goodwin, who is a 49er again. Who knew? <laughs> so, uh, so just some very, very bizarre – um, instance happened on Tuesday. So Marquise, the Marquise Goodwin to Eagles trade did not happen. So he reverted back to the Niners. And now the 49ers have to send their original seventh round pick, which is this year, to Philly. And now the 49ers only have nine picks. Uh, they initially had 11, but then the NFL messed up with a comp pick. <laughs> so, and then with Goodwin now, to me, not a huge deal because they can get out of Goodwin's, I believe it's like $4.2 million without having to pay him or without any sort of penalty against the cap. And then a, a, a seventh round pick is probably not going to make the roster or this roster specifically anyway. So not a huge deal, but just, just kind of a bizarre story. What, what's your read on that? I didn't even know that that was a thing that could happen with trades. Like all of a sudden I'm like, what do you mean we get this guy back? I never heard of that. What is this? A soccer league, but right. Okay. Um, it's just a reminder to me. It's some of the, some of the missteps that the organization has made. Like, Marquise Goodwin was supposed to be the man for this team. Remember, like he was, was. you know, I I can't, you know me, Kyle. I cannot stand those training camp hype stories about how good this guy looks. And that's all we heard about Marquise Goodwin is that he's going to be so good. He looks awesome. And he played like two games in 2018 and he got hurt. (laughs) And like, that was the end of his whole Niners tenure. Like, no. So when I think of Marquise Goodwin, I just think of, of that basically how they committed money and he was supposed to be the guy and he flopped. So Marquise Goodwin was beating up on like the Greg Mabins of the world in training <laughs> camp. 
And because of that, he is going to be a superstar, uh, just like last year, Trent Taylor beating Jamar Taylor a couple times in training camp. So we we thought that he would be the guy. But yeah, just a bizarre situation again. But 49ers probably will not see Marquise Goodwin. Who do you think is going to be their wide receiver three? Like what happens there? Because um, Kendrick Bourne is a Patriot. And there are rumors of uh, other, you know, other players that could potentially come in, whether it's Nikhil Harry, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, and they could also go in the draft. Do you think we see – let me ask you this instead. Do you think the 49ers are done making moves now that Alex Mack and Trent Williams are on board? So I believe right around now, before the Ford restructure, um, we're looking at about $17 million in cap space. Yeah. I. The only thing is the wide receiver market seems to be really, really down. Like, right. I'm stunned that the, the guys are getting what they're getting right now. Like, if they can get somebody on the cheap, like, Juju would be interesting. Um, there's a couple of – I mean, if they could ever find a way to get Curtis Samuel, that would be a home run. I don't think that he's going to be in their budget because they're not going to be able to pay a lot for whoever they get. I say it's pretty unlikely that they make another move in free agency – but I'm not totally ruling it out because the market seems to be down. And if the market's down on everybody, I still think the 49ers are one of those teams that's attractive to people, especially on offense. Come play with Kyle Shanahan. You're going to put up huge numbers. They got Trent Williams back now. Like I, I think that the Niners are still a destination if the money is about equal for all the other teams. No, I agree with that. So you have to think Trent Williams, Alex Mack. So now there's no offensive line excuse. And you get to play with George Kittle. You get to play with Brandon Ayuk. You get to play with Debo Samuel. You can show these players highlights of running wide open. And there's nothing that you really have to do because Kyle does all the hard work for you. So I agree with that. And I also think that, you know, if there is a potential for a Curtis Samuel, who I've seen people compare to a worse version of Debo Samuel, it could not be further from the truth. He is a great, great player. He will be a great player anyway. Maybe he hasn't shown that yet, but if you just watch Carolina and how they use him, uh, with what how the what the 49ers could do with him is just man it, it's it's very exciting to think about I, I really think he would be a, a I don't want to say a better version of what Debo could be but um, to me he's not far off of a player than Debo and, and he can actually win down the field and you can just do different things with all of those guys so um, but then again you have the draft as well and there are some similar players to Curtis Samuel and Debo who the 49ers would probably like so uh, tough tough decisions to make. Will they add another pass rusher? Will they add a, a cornerback? Will they add a, you know, an offensive lineman that Alex Mack could potentially groom? There are some questions that they still have, but I, I feel like bringing back Williams and now with Mack, a lot of those questions, you know, are kind of put to the back burner, if that makes sense. It is. I feel like so far it's been very impressive by Lynch and Shanahan, I mean, they clearly went into the offseason with Juice, Verrett, and Trent Williams as their top priority. And technically, as we record this right now, free agency hasn't even officially started because it doesn't start until 4 p.m. Eastern time. And they go check, check, check on all three of those guys. And from what we've seen from the with the contract structure, like they've done pretty well on all three of those guys, especially Verrett. I man, that Brett, I, I just hope he stays healthy because he is such a good player and he takes so much pressure off of a guy like Emmanuel Mosley because you don't have to rely on Mosley having to guard the Devontae Adams, the DK Metcalf, because 
Verrett can play that now. And I would like to see D'Amico Ryans use Verrett as sort of a matchup cornerback moving forward so teams aren't able to, you know, kind of pick and choose where they go. So, yeah, giving Verrett back was big. Um, Juice doesn't really bother me because, I mean, he we know what Kyle Shanahan – feels about him and he's also like a really really good special teams player and the 49ers special teams has not been very good these past couple seasons so if anything um maybe a kick returner maybe a punt returner to add and i mean if if not just give that brandon Ayuk guy a chance at punt returner happy birthday brandon Ayuk, by the way yeah years old. happy birthday to him bright future ahead man he is uh entering his second year hasn't didn't really get a chance to show off what he could do because of the quarterback situations last year and still found a way to produce. So I think that pretty much tells you about the talent that Ayuk is. Uh, Rob, what else do we need to touch on here? What are, what are we missing? Well, the one thing I saw that I wanted to get your take on, uh, kind of going back to the quarterback thing, is supposedly the Bears made their huge push for Russell Wilson. And according to Dan Patrick, of all people, The offer that they made was three number ones, a third rounder, and two veteran starters. Now, he didn't have any info on who the veteran starters were. And reportedly, the reason that the trade didn't happen is because Pete Carroll decided against it. Not general manager John Schneider, but the ancient one, Pete Carroll, decided not to do it. Everyone now seems to say that, oh, this means that Russell's not getting traded. I don't know if I buy that because to me, it seems like if the Bears made a better offer, it might have had a chance to go down. So I've, I've firmly been on the Russell Wilson's getting moved train. I still think it's possible. He might have to look outside of the original teams that were listed because I'm not really sure if anybody's left at this point. But when I saw that offer and, and the details of that and how Pete Carroll considered it and then decided against it, I still think he's getting moved, and which would be great for us because I don't want to deal with him twice a year anymore. Absolutely. And I, Adam Schefter was on ESPN, obviously, today, and he was talking about that Russell Wilson could still be moved at the NFL draft. So I just think that now that Seattle or now that Seattle has a taste of the offers, they're going to start pouring in. If they know that they were declined, maybe that's just Pete saying, why would I take the very first offer when I could maybe get more? And I mean, if you're if who knows who the starters were, they they might not have moved the needle enough. Maybe Pete wanted Khalil Mack. Who knows? So Mm -hmm. um, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. But I also think that Russell Wilson would be moved. And if Russell Wilson is moved, that would be the second biggest move for the 49ers, no matter what they do at quarterback, (laughs) because he's been a pain in their side. And it just takes Seattle down so many notches because he has uh, covered up a lot of their blemishes. So if. 49ers offseason rankings, signing Trent Williams, Russell Wilson leaving. <laughs> that would be big time. And, yeah, I actually do, do think it happens. And I, I, so how about this? The four, um, the Seahawks and the Bears in this hypothetical trade, why would the Be- the Seahawks want some of the Bears players? Why would they want right. the, the these picks that are presumably going to be at the end of the first round? So if there is another team that wants Russell Wilson – why not go for a team that has higher draft picks? So I can see why Pete declined that trade just from a patient standpoint and then the draft picks. I mean, if you're Miami, like you better be calling John Schneider right now. You've got the draft picks. There's that you could put Tua in the deal if you want to give Seattle a quarterback, or you could just give them the picks and let let the Seahawks pick their guy this year. Like you have to get that done. But that's a great point by you. The price has now sort of been out there. It was out there a little because Mike Silver had talked about three first-round pick in a report from NFL Network, but this is much more 
substantial concrete. That's the word I'm looking for. Three ones, a three, and two veteran players. Like that's kind of the ballpark that they're looking for now. And you're right. Like I think that's why that's out there. And I'm convinced I have said it that we are done with him. Doesn't mean we might not have to deal with somebody else. That's almost as big of a pain. But like I think the days of playing Russell twice a, twice a year in the division are over. And let me just say, if they are, thank God, because basically, Kyle, he has kicked the 49ers' ass. Like yeah. it's we call it a rivalry with the Seahawks, but they usually beat the hell out of us. Let's be honest. So week 17, just think about what's happened the last couple of years. The 49ers completely shut down Seattle in week 17 through three quarters. Like Seattle didn't have a prayer. And yep. then Russ went Russ. And they scored like what? Like four touchdowns in the fourth quarter? Something like that. <laughs> um, you, there's nothing that you can do about that as a defense. Like Salah had the, his boys ready to play. Like they did everything you could possibly do. But when you have a quarterback like that, uh, there's not much you can There's not no defense for a superstar quarterback. Um, hopefully he gets moved. Yeah, I, I – I think that there is a legit chance. And uh, yeah, Seattle, I, I imagine the reason that they did not take the trade as well is because the unknown coming back as a quarterback. Do you want to r- push all your chips to Sam freaking Darnold? Do you want to you, uh, package all those picks and hope that a team accepts your deal to trade up? Because who would want to trade down that far for Seattle? So a lot of unknown. And that's probably why pete shut that trade down but it's early it is march 17 so we have a long long way to go holy cow breaking right now the arizona cardinals signed aj green who is a shell of himself but he's still aj green let's be honest like he's he's going to be the wide receiver too and that means new hopkins and aj green are is who the 49ers are gonna have to play but good news is verrett does not struggle with uh, six, four receivers. Years from now, somebody's going to be playing a game of like, whose wide receivers do you want? And you're going to be able to say, well, I'll take the Cardinals wide receivers because they had Nuke Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and A.J. Green. That, that was a pretty good combo. <laughs> Unfortunately, in 2021, I don't know how much that matters. I, I, I don't care about the Cardinals. Like, I have zero faith in them to do anything. I think Cliff Kingsbury is not a very good head coach at all. Like, great. You can sign A.J. Green. You can sign whoever you want. As long as you got that dude on the sideline, like, the Niners should be fine. I agree. And, I mean, Cliff has shown that he just doesn't know what he's doing as an NFL coach. And it – if he just needs more talent around him, like that's just an excuse because we've seen the 49ers are a great example of good coaching props up talent. So let me ask you this right now, as of today, rank the teams in the NFC West before we get out of here. Who's number one? Oh, I think I have to go Rams one because I think Stafford is going to be a monster in that offense. Like I don't think people understand how limited the Rams were by Jared Goff. So I'm going to go Rams one, Niners two, and Seahawks three, because I'm assuming that Russ is going to get traded and whoever they get is not going to be as good. I agree. And I think that Stafford is just with McVay. He's going to be a lot better than people just remember him being. And and I imagine a lot of people just haven't watched Stafford recently for obvious reasons. He played on a an unwatchable team. So I don't blame you for not watching the Lions. But with McVay, he's going to open a lot of doors. So I give them 
the number one seed or number one team in the NFC West. And honestly, they might be the number one seed in the NFC just because their defense is still going to be good because they have two of the best players in the NFL. So Rams won. Yeah, and I, I just think the 49ers are number two. I don't think they're right now. I don't think they are as close to the Rams as some other people may think. Um, we will see when they play just because how big of a difference Goff and Stafford were will come, you know, will come to fruition. Like we'll be able to see that when they play. And yes, yeah, I still think the C- Seattle is a good team and they have a good roster. They, I think Akello is going to be a lot better than people realize as well for them. I think he is a good player. I think giving, they gave him 4.5 million guarantees. So they, they expect him to start. Um, they still need pass rush help. I mean, who knows what they do at quarterback. So they're third. And then, I mean, Arizona until further notice, uh, we have to see what clip does, but AJ green's going to help. They needed, they needed help. Um, AJ green will be good. They have Hopkins. They have JJ Watt. We'll see what they do as far as, you know, protecting Kyler. Cause they still need somebody to block for him. They, they, so my guy from Arizona told me that their number one plan was to retain or was to get a uh, Lindsley. And then that, that moved on to Hudson. And they also wanted to get Corey Davis. So they struck out pretty much their top four signings have all have all gone another places. So AJ Green was like they're playing D. So the <laughs> Arizona has not had a good offseason so far. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, so you're telling me their plan was to get somebody to protect Kyler Murray and they signed AJ Green. Yes. No, seriously, yes. They have they had like these names of who they wanted to sign. And this is this my guy who's there, so who knows how far fetched it is, but I, I trust him. And yeah, they have not signed anybody to protect their quarterback. So as good as AJ Green might be, that will not matter if Kyler has to take a snap, turn his back, and run for his life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Arizona. Like, what is the attraction to go to Arizona? You have to play the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Niners twice a year in your division. Uh, Like, what is the selling point? The the income tax? Like, okay, that's great, I guess, but you're not going to be winning any damn games. Yeah, I mean, young quarterback, so you have that going for you. And you have the names. People grasp to names. So Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, even Larry Fitzgerald. Like, you you see, you hear those names and think, oh, man, they can be great. So they're going to be the flavor of the the offseason again. And, you know, they're going to have to play football eventually. (laughs) And that will – that will change. So, um, yeah, that was great. I think that that should do it for us. Rob, is there anything else that you want to add before we get out of here? That is it. Go Niners. That'll do it for us. We will be back with any other emergency pods if there are any other deals to be done, deals to be made. Uh, we'll see if the 49ers, you know, what happens with K1 Williams? What happens with the rest of their free agents? So, until then, as always, thanks for listening. Rate, subscribe, review. As always, as always, as always, go Niners. Go Niners.